All right, so we have we have the bird and the cross. So which is head, which is tails? I said I said cross is tails. Yeah, cross is so. tails, bird is head. All right, so I want bird is. I I want I want the cross. You can have the bird. The cross. All right, so we'll start off with my episode. Okay. Start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I just made one of my most crazy purchases of all time. Whoa. Big statement there. Crazy? Is that the adjective you're going with? I I, I couldn't think of a better adjective. I could tell you were a little hesitant on which adjective to select. I was trying to think of an adjective. It's 8 a.m. in the morning for me. um, That I was going to say like superfluous. Uh, Yeah. Something that definitely is a splurge and doesn't give much value to anyone other than myself. Let's put it that way. Okay. Well... I'm Jason, by the way, <laughs> the co-founders of the community Location Indie. You can learn more at locationindie.com, all about the freedom, the lifestyle, the travel, and the, the freedom to be able to travel or do what you want and be location independent. So check that out there. Okay, Trav, I'm intrigued. Uh, what the word, the word I'm looking for now that I've had time to think of it, too, is frivolous. That was the word I was going for, but... Okay. That, that must okay. Ha- does that happen to you a lot? I, I got to admit, as a podcast, oh, yeah. I'm going to admit to everyone in podcast land here, uh, I have found it harder to find what words I'm looking for. Well, maybe not harder, but I just notice it more when I don't find the right <laughs> words now. So It's funny because when you're recording a show, you do, you kind of get, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Judgmental. Uh, around you know yourself and which adjectives you select and you're, you're kind of you get this hyper awareness of okay i gotta pick the right word here is this gonna be the right thing to describe the thing because that's the beauty of audio right you have to use words to convey a message or a feeling or an emotion or even in, a, in the case of travel trav right we might be talking about a place and you want to take people there but you have to do it with the right words and well we could do a whole other podcast on that but man it is tough to find those adjectives sometimes it's tough and crazy is tough is that the right is that the right it's difficult crazy (laughs) is not the greatest word frivolous i would say frivolous to an outsider but to me it was very important so to give you a little um behind the scenes look here heather and i have have budgets and we have an allowance for ourselves to spend you know on on extra things every month, right? It's just called Trav Extra and Heather Extra. So nothing crazy there. And I usually don't spend mine. I don't have a lot of things that... Does it carry over to the next month? Yeah, or I mean, do you it's just supposed to. It's over? supposed to carry over to the next month. Heather never... Doesn't Heather st- spend yours sometimes? Yeah, she like, Can like I have sometimes yours? I give it to her. She never has a problem meeting hers, right? It's clothes or stuff for the house. But me, I don't usually have many things or vices or specific things I'll spend money on. I don't 
always spend money on new video games. You know, there's not a consistent thing that I'm usually spending money on over and over again. That's one of these kind of frivolous or extra purchases. But the other day, um, I was like, all right, Trav, you know, you want to drop some pounds. You've been fighting this extra like 10, 15 pounds for the last year, year and a half. So I, f- I saw this online and I've been wanting to get it for a while. Finally, we got home to a home base. I'm like, I'm buying this. And it is a five pound fat like replica. Like it's a replica of what five pounds of fat looks like in your body. Oh, now take okay. a guess of how much something like this would cost. Is it made out of some kind of plastic? Yeah, like, can you imagine if you imagine uh, like a fake human body that was heavy or something? Right. It's, would it be yes, something it's like that? It's supposed to be. It looks and apparently feels like how fat would skin color. Yeah, yeah. How fat would look? Okay. It's supposed to be a. It sounds really gross. First of all, uh, just imagining what it, like I have to see it now. I wish you would hold it up to the camera. Maybe we can take a picture of it and post it up somehow on on location indie blog or something. Um. How much does something like that cost? Well, how much are you willing to pay for the motivation to hold something that gives you this physical representation of the thing that you want to conquer, essentially? Right. Sure. Right? It's supposed to disgust um, you, I think, and motivate you. With, <laughs> like when you lose five pounds, you're like, whoa, that's a lot. And it's supposed to... It's Rather than reaching down and grabbing yourself, you just grab this external object sure. that costs, I'm going to guess... Thirty nine ninety five. It costs sixty five dollars. What? Which I thought was crazy too. Does a- it come with cupcakes? Apparently, or down <laughs> from like a hundred and twenty. I don't know. The only people buying this are obviously trainers and people for their schools. So probably okay, people are I writing yeah, everything so. off. They jacked up the price. I was gonna buy the buy the wow, five pounds. What a the- market! I know. What an interesting market. Eight, and only right? one company. It's endless. I could only find the, one this company is the that makes The businesses you can have. Yeah. Well, right? Wow. I, you know, there was add-ons. Like, I wanted to buy the five pounds of muscle then, but that was like another 70 bucks. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I get that that's way smaller than the fat. So anyway, I made one of my most frivolous purchases ever. I bought this five-pound fat model with the idea that, hey, this is going to serve as motivation. And you know when you get something in your head, you just go with it. Like I, I, I've been wanting this for a couple months, but thought, Trav, that's really dumb. Like this is expensive. And finally I looked at the budget and thought, you know what? I, I it's like, it's like, hopefully this is put up or shut up time for me. I, I mean, we'll let you know over the next couple months if this, uh, fat model replica works, but one of the most frivolous purchases I've ever made, especially to someone on the outside, Jay, right? Like my parents and Heather and you like 60, Five ninety nine or whatever it was, like that's insane for this stupid thing. Like just lose the weight, right? Like I can't believe you spent it. But sometimes purchases that seem frivolous to other people can be worth their weight in gold when it comes to to yourself. Or if worth it's, in weight in uh, faux fat, right? Right, which in this case would be five pounds and is way bigger than some way bigger than you would imagine. I read the reviews, people are like, oh, maybe get the one pound fat model. This is way bigger than you can imagine. I'm like, no, one pound's not going to do it for me. I'm going to get the five pound one. And even though I knew it was supposed to be big, I was shocked when it came in the mail. So there you go. So anyway, for me, very frivolous purchase to an outsider, but but something that I think if it has its intended consequences, is going again. Like, would I pay $65 to lose five pounds if someone said, hey, you can pay 65 bucks to lose five pounds right now? Sure, right? So, I mean, hopefully, I have to put the work in, but hopefully it has its intended consequences there. But doesn't this, doesn't this go back to the core question of 
justifying your purchase and the thought processes behind purchases because you could have easily spent the 65 bucks on a personal trainer for example but you show i'm not saying you're substituting that for 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 this fat replica or whatever but you obviously had this internal dialogue and you convinced yourself that this is a thing that's going to help you in some way even though if you just take a look at it externally it's not helping you at all you're not using it to lift weights with or anything like that but it's giving you internal motivation and that's where that dialogue comes in on, on it's it's all subjective right i mean you could look at somebody i i've met people that i've worked with before they that have bought they tell me oh, this you know they have a purse collection and they buy these purses or for example that are like three thousand dollars or two thousand dollars and i'm just thinking that is the biggest waste of money i've i could ever imagine but to them they have a reason why it's a it's a treat because maybe they worked hard at something or, or whatever and it does bring back that core question of of motivation and, and what it is um what is the internal motivation behind a purchase right yeah and i think everyone's situation is different everyone has different tastes there's certainly things that i would spend money on this fat model notwithstanding but other things that i might spend money on that someone else would look at and be like why why like that's a waste or 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 just they wouldn't do it whereas i would and i think in today's episode what i want to discuss is the things you know both you and i are frugal by nature we don't generally spend a ton of money we certainly don't usually spend money frivolously or at least and again, this is all relative. At least in our mind, it's not frivolous purchase, which, of course, is a little meta because we are the ones making decisions, so we're rationalizing. But I think to an outsider as well, they would say, all right, you guys are generally frugal. You don't spend a ton of money. Like You're, you're careful. You think about your purchases. You know, you're aware of how much stuff costs. You know, I, I'm sure you have certain friends too, Jay. Not even do they spend a lot of money, but they're not really aware of what stuff costs. Like there, I have a friend, I'll ask him, like, oh, well, how much did that cost? Whether it's his car getting fixed or anything. Oh, I don't know. And I'm like, well, how do you not know? And he just, because once he does it or once it, it, it happens, it's just, it's just gone. Like, that's it. It's like, okay, moving on to the next thing. Whereas you and I, I think we'll be pretty keenly aware of what it costs. So what I wanted to touch on today, though, was the things that you willingly and consciously have spent money on and, re- and have returned to you amazing value. Because no matter who you are, you know, I said in the beginning, I don't have a lot of vice. I don't have some things like consistently. And by that, I meant like monthly that I'm constantly getting. Whereas, you know, Heather, new clothes, or she always wants to upgrade the house, whatever. But there are certain things that I've now come to the realization of is that if I spend money on those, they are going to return to me insane value, whether that's enjoyment for me, whether that's actual returning value in, in making me more money in my business. Like, so, oh, if I know I spend this amount, it's probably going to make me more money. Or whether they're just things that I've come to the conclusion that I used to spend less on a certain product, maybe it was lower quality. Now I spend more on, they last longer, they're more durable, whatever it is. So I wanted to touch on that because there's going to be some fun objects and you know some material possessions, but there's also some things out there that I've come to a conclusion on that I spend money on that aren't material, but they're helping me in maybe a more abstract way. Yeah, it's a great topic, and you know we don't really know where these conversations are going to go. <laughs> Oftentimes, when we record these, and we, one of us just has an idea, we run with it. So we could have actually probably made a big giant list. Oh, there's the wow. Travis is showing me the 
the fat replica, which looks like a giant quartz rock or something, but fat colored or skin colored. It's got a lot of grooves and sort of, I don't know. It looks like what you imagine uh, fat would look like, because anyone I show this to is like, is that five pounds of fat? Like, yes, it is. (laughs) They know it's five pounds. It looks, it does look bigger than I thought it was anyway. Um, Okay. Well, I love that you started the conversation off with that particular purchase. Um, Let's start with the business stuff first, because I think there are a few things right away, and because we, you know, we work together on several projects. I think that's a good place to stop. And I know we're going to agree with a lot of these things. And um, I can share a couple really quickly. Basically, anything that saves me time or makes us money <laughs> is always helpful. Um, and with the time part, if we're going like really at a sort of a abstract, not abstract, but like a detached look, then we could talk about things like software systems or, you know, apps that seem boring or they're necessary parts of your business. But if you get them and you pay the monthly fee, you don't even think about it that much because you know the fact that you have that, you're saving X amount of time or money because this thing is helping you do a certain thing. So some of those things can be no brainers, certainly. Um, But the thing that jumped to mind first was the people we get to work with that, um, you know, obviously cost the business money to hire people. But then, it's so rewarding in so many ways. Personally, obviously, you know, you're, you're getting some time back and you're getting to work on other things um, that maybe you enjoy a bit more that are in your zone of genius. And then they can work on the things that are in their zones of genius and everybody can kind of focus on the things that are best for them. But um, also it's, it's just a great feeling to know that, you know, we're able to, to support people in some way and be part of their income and the things that, they bring in in their lives and, and do work that's enjoyable to them. So that is that is rewarding on a lot of um, on a lot of levels. So I think yeah, spending money on you know great people to help you out with your business. Well, I think is such a great he, way to spend. Here's money. the thing with that: I think a lot of people will hear that and say like, okay, no, 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 duh, right? Like that makes sense because you're hiring great people. But I think the hesitation becomes one: do I have enough money to hire any of these? tasks out so that's you know that's why i think if you came to anyone and said all right i'm gonna find like you're gonna find someone who's really good at their job and it's gonna save you a ton of time and here's what you're gonna do with your time anyway and you gave them a very clear vision for it they'd say okay but it's a bit harder to see it when you're that person right especially when you're first starting out you don't have a ton of money to hire people so the one hesitation is i don't have enough money to hire someone the second hesitation becomes, yeah, if I knew I was finding someone great and very good at it, maybe I would, but how can I even be guaranteed that? And so I, I completely get what you're saying, and I, I think you're dead right, but I can see where, and I know where I was in the beginning with hiring someone when I, when we were first starting out, both with EPOP and Location India and all our projects, was that idea that we didn't have the money to do it, and you're going to have to spend some time training and working with those people in order for them to get the hang of it. So I'm with you. I completely agree. But what do you, what about those, like, what do you say to those people who, who are in that situation? Like, okay, yeah, everyone says I should hire great people or I should take some jobs off my plate, free myself up, do other stuff, but I don't have a ton of money to do it. And I don't know where to even find people. I would say loosen the purse strings. Okay. No, <laughs> no, it's just a bit of practical advice. I would say you bring on one 
person for one particular thing that's not going to be an overly expensive job and you give yourself an opportunity to see what it's like to work with somebody, how to direct them, because that's a, an art and a skill in it of itself, right? Managing people, managing projects, hiring people, making sure they're the right fit, and also seeing a project through to completion with that person, with the communication and everything. You could be talking about you know, maybe you want to hire somebody to write an article for 50 bucks or whatever the case is, even though you don't want to spend 50 bucks, but you know, okay, well, included with that 50 bucks in this article or whatever you're going to get is some real world training on how to hire, manage, and see a project to completion. And that's a good way to do it without over investing. And I think you get started that way. And for me, and I think for most people, Trav, this is a muscle that you have to build as part of somebody who's going to own a business. And if you want to grow it and you're going to want to get help at some point, it's not a comfortable thing for, I would say, the majority of people. So you're not alone if you feel the way that Travis just described. Certainly not. I felt the same way. Travis just explained that he felt the same way. And it's just something you have to get used to doing. And when you start seeing results and getting better at it, you don't get better at it until you start doing it, right? Like anything else. So better to start small and kind of work your way up. And it's never comfortable, I don't think, in the beginning. Very few businesses just skyrocket out of the gates and then they're able to comfortably hire people and they're not worried about how much it's eating into their profits or whatever. Um, especially the solopreneurs and the people that, you know, like us, that we... We can do a lot of things ourselves. We want to do a lot of things ourselves. And and we know maybe even some things that you're hiring people for, you can do better yourself. But then you start admitting to yourself, okay, maybe I can do this better, but I don't have the time to do it or I'm not interested in doing this or learning this. And that's where we get into saving time and money and things like that, which we've talked about before. But those are the that's the advice I would give people. It's just one of those things you reach a point Every business, I think, if you keep growing it, we're like, you just can't do it all and you have to get some help at some point and know that when you get to that point and if you're scared that it's totally normal and that we felt the same way. And I think the more you do it, the more you start detaching from the business. You hear that saying, work on the business, not in the business. And when you start to detach from the money in a way where you're not seeing it as, oh, this is money coming out of my wallet, but this is like part of the business and this is what we need to invest to grow. It's something that kind of happens over time. You have to trust the process. So, something that is very hard for me even still. Certain businesses have been easier and I'm not sure why that is of detaching myself from the, the money. For example, the Airbnb properties we have, I, I'm pretty detached. I'll be like, oh, well, we need to get a plumber out there. We need to do this. Maybe because it's a physical world thing. It's like, okay, this just has to happen. This is coming out of the business. Whereas, for example, probably the one that I'm least detached from, even though it's my longest running business, is extra pack of peanuts. Anytime I hire someone to do something, for some reason, well, I think the reason is because that is and was my income for, for years. And I was working hard. Like That was the first business I built. So I was working hard to get to a certain level so we could survive. And so now taking money out of that pot... I find it very harder to do than taking money out of other businesses that we have and the Airbnb businesses out of those pots because I see them more as a business. Whereas EPOP, since it grew up as I was like struggling to get going, I've, I'm I'm very hesitant to take money out of that. So there's a lesson that I need to learn there or continue to learn. So it doesn't it's it's not always going to be easy, 
or cut and dry or it doesn't happen once and all of a sudden it's you know you flip the light switch on and and oh yeah now it makes all it makes a lot of sense but okay moving on so that was in the long run to answer your question I can say that just bringing these people on and you get to a certain point where it does feel like it's money well spent. Sure. Yep. You feel so good about it. So spending money. All right. So business-wise, spending money on hiring team members and most people that you'll hear talk, and again, it's easier said than done. So don't get us wrong with us like kind of flushing over this and going over this in five minutes because we've got other things to get to. But most people I talk to will say the biggest regret they have is not hiring people earlier for certain positions. Oh, I could have grown so much quicker if I had done this, blah, blah, blah. So just keep that in the back of your head. Um, so hiring good people to get to take stuff off your plate to save you time and to, and to do jobs that maybe you don't want to do or have grown out of. Another business thing, spending money on, um, you have another one? Because I've got something that, that is in line with this a little bit. That would be any time I've spent money on connecting with people. And usually this is around a conference or an event. Um, there was a time that we spent $5,000 to go to like a small little mastermind. Well, I went. You didn't go because you were in Norway. Um, and it was pretty cool because we donated $5,000 to a charity and then got invited to this thing. But um, that was another level in and of itself because there's only like 15 of us and all all the people were high level i mean i say that in that i i don't know it's probably the one of the lower level people there um but that returned money in spades because some of those people we've done collaborations with now and has made us way more than 25 way more than five thousand dollars so sometimes you see it come back financially pretty quickly actually um, you know, and it doesn't even have to be an abstract thing. It's just, no, I, you don't go with that intention, but right. it, it, it can, yeah, and I've helped them sure. with projects. They've made more than $5,000 off of projects that we've collaborated on. We've made more than 5,000. So it's worked that way. But a lot of times it's, it is a little more of this idea that, all right, you're going to an event, you're going to a conference, you're spending money. And all of a sudden now you're finding yourself around people who become friends, uh, business partners, you and I, a case in point, people who are in mastermind groups, sometimes coworkers. just people that, yeah, coworkers, sometimes collaborators. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you don't talk mm -hmm. to someone for another year until you come back to the conference, but you've built that bond. So I've always, absolutely, I, I cannot think of an event that I've spent money to go to that I came away from and I thought this wasn't worth it. I yeah, Seriously, I everyone has, has yeah. been worth it. That's a great one and 100% agree. And you touched on another one that I would mention too is charity. And I'm not just saying that because it's a feel-good thing. But I can't think of one time where I gave money to a charity and I thought, oh, I really shouldn't have given money to that charity, you know? <laughs> because it, usually it's something that you're not going to be able to do something about it for yourself. But, you know, you can give to a charity that does a great job with something that you care about. And it always feels great to give money away like that let's get into some personal stuff trav as we're, we're coming in under eight minutes because we talked a lot about the business stuff but what are some personal purchases i'll share one of mine and i know i should go to the library more but i gotta say i love reading on my kindle at night in bed and there's very little hesitation for me buying books i'm with you uh, because <laughs> i value education i value reading i value learning and i don't have any problem buying books and many of them, certain books I'll also reread many times over and over again. So yes, I know I could save money on books, but there's also something about supporting the author and um, something about that. Yeah, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but I'm with you in that idea when it comes to supporting an author, supporting an artist, 
um, usually for for me, that's music and less an actual artist who's painting or something like that. But whenever I find someone that I like and does stuff that that's cool like that, supporting two of your favorite podcasters. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> you can do that by listening. Um, but wh- anytime I find someone that I resonate with or I enjoy their talent, I'll spend money to 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 support them sure. and and you know i was gonna yeah. say they'll like buy a cd but that doesn't happen as much but you know case in point and then i'll move on i was at a concert the concert ticket was only like 15 bucks it was cheap there was actually not that many people there i have the water bottle right here because at the end of the show the guy was selling merchandise and you know musicians make good money off merchandise just like anyone else and these water bottles were 25 bucks and you like this artist too. So I bought one for myself, bought one for you and didn't like, you know, it's 50 bucks. It's not an insignificant amount of money to drop after you, like you're at a concert. You're probably just, you're thinking I'm just going to go home. It's not an insignificant amount of money to drop. And I thought, I don't care. Like I'm supporting this guy. That's 50 bucks. It's going directly to yep. him. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that water ball, by the way. And it's John Craigie and he's awesome. So we got to get the word out. And he's about coming him back uh, very soon. So I'll be going. Soon. Oh, yeah. man. I've been such a big fan of that guy so, for so long. Um, yeah, that- if you're listening, Craigie, <laughs> I want you on the podcast. It's one of my dream guests. I, 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 I'm trying to like hopefully get him in person one day. Um, Trav, on your example, I'll share one I did recently too. Our mutual friend, Tom Allen. He's biked around the world. He's made all these great, um, he's made uh, not all, he's made a few films. Uh, he's been working on this long-term project to create a trail uh, in in somewhere in Eastern Europe. Yeah, he does all these cool things. And uh, anyway, he came out with a new film that he had shot with a... Uh, his friend Leon uh, in Patagonia a while ago and he launched the film and he was doing a a launch thing and it was going to be five bucks for the film and it's on Vimeo. So I bought it because I want to support him. You know, I haven't even had a chance to watch the movie yet, but I love Patagonia and I love what Tom does and I love what he's all about. So why not? Yeah. All right. So we've hit that for sure. Supporting, supporting like artists. Another thing that I spend money on, and this was not the case maybe as long as or as early as like five years ago, maybe I, I kind of had a mental shift here was clothing. And that's not to say I have a lot of clothing or spend a large amount of money on clothing because I certainly don't. If you guys know me, you'll see me in like the same three shirts, the same couple pants. But what it does mean is that now, you know, I used to be the guy who'd go to Old Navy. And some of this is because, you know, when you're growing up, your parents buy you clothes. And then when you're in college, you know, whatever, you don't have money to spend on anything except beer and like stuff like that. Right. Um, but I went from being the person who like buy a bunch of stuff at the old Navy clearance rack. Like I'd buy a $3 shirt just cause it was $3. Like, Oh, I don't even really care if I like this, but it's three bucks to now saying, especially with pants, for example, I'll give, uh, I'll give you an example with this. Um, I wear bluff works, which is a company started by a, a friend of ours, a good friend of mine, Stefan, and the pants are 125 bucks. So never would I in my life at Invigia I spend $125 on pants, except they're the most comfortable, most durable, best pants I've ever owned. And so I have, well, now like four, they come in like five colors. I think I have four or five of the colors, but I, I still am wearing ones that I've been, that I was wearing three, four, five years ago. And to me, I will always, as long as that company's alive, hopefully forever, spend money on their pants as opposed to going and getting $30, $40 pants at Old Navy or J. Crew or something like that. For me, I, I will always spend money on good quality clothing if uh, you, and especially if it has a story behind it or, or you know, something like that, like, like Bluffworks does, and he's a traveler. But for me, clothing 
is one that is completely flipped, where higher quality, way less clothing than lower quality and a bunch of it. Yeah, I mean, I could, I'll agree with you, and you could insert any word besides clothing. I mean, you could say sunglasses or, I mean, maybe you won't do that for certain things, but I will always spend more on something quality that I'll use over and over and over again instead of spending less on some cheap thing. It sounds like common sense. Well, when you but say always, you don't mean... It can't be everything in your life because there are certain things that you probably won't, right? Like, what are the things that you do spend? Clothing, sunglasses, what else? Like, what are some specifics? Because um, you have, like, earbud headphones in, like, obviously not expensive ones. So, do you, do you, I don't spend good money on headphones, and that's been one that maybe I will in the future, but I never do. Oh, yeah. I don't have, like, $400 headphones or anything, but I have good headphones that I bought that... I can use and have used for a long time and I wouldn't have a problem spending on it if I knew I was going to use it all the time. It's just that I don't use those big headphones. I don't really like having those big headphones and my other headphones broke and I really loved those headphones. They were, but they were only like 25 bucks or whatever. So it doesn't need to be a lot of money. It just, you know, even for me to buy a pair of headphones when I own one already because it came with the phone or whatever is to me, like in my thought process, that's like a big purchase. It's not even the amount of money. It's like, it's more about, okay, do I want to bring and this thing into my life? You know? And because I got so used to traveling around with not a lot of stuff for so long that I get really hypercritical of the things I want to bring in my life. And I don't like a lot of things in clutter. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, you know, you could say the same thing for backpacks or any outdoor gear. I mean, if you're talking about outdoor clothing or hiking boots could be a good example of, okay, I'm not going to get this cheap pair of hiking boots because I know when I get good hiking boots, they might be almost $200, but I wore my last pair, I think, for 10 years. I think I even got them resold at some point. So there's uh, not resold, but resold yes. underneath. Wait, you know, I think the, everyone the picked up on that. Uh, <laughs> so, um, All right. So those yeah, are a things few of like the things. That. Um, uh, for me, a big one that came out is a computer. So I'm not going and upgrading every year. I mean, some people are more crazy with technology than I am. Again, that could be someone's like little vice thing that they always spend money on. But I have found the value of a good computer. Like when this one does start to go or giving me issues, I'm going to spend money on a good computer because everything I do is on the computer. Spend all the time. I take it all over the world. So what's the point of having one that's starting to run really, really, really slow when you're like, all right, for $1,200, $1,300, whatever I'm going to spend, I know I'm going to have this for like four or five years. So it's just the cost of doing business sometime. I know Chris is buzzing us out, but there's got to be a few other fun interesting ones thanks for buzzing us chris um for me uh, and we don't have to go down this ra- this is a rabbit hole this is why we have the all our podcasts travel and experiences i will certainly spend money on oh yeah travel i mean and yeah that was versus that was the obvious one i right. guess we, we saved that one for the end but yeah well yeah. i mean that experiences just, over anything over material goods for me for sure for me too. Um, yeah. Is there when I see a fancy car, Trav? Uh, I think when I was younger, I used to think because I had like like a little boy, I had like a Lamborghini poster in my in my room or whatever. Now when I if I saw a Lamborghini on the road or I saw a Ferrari there, then I'm like, I just think what a waste of money. It's interesting. You know? I am with you, and but I've I've started to feel tweaked the other way a little tiny bit because I used to drive around our I still do our Kia Sorento that I bought for my mom. It's yeah, you know, it's like seven years old has a hundred and some thousand miles on it and i always thought i this is 
perfect for me. I We don't need anything else. But then when we went looking for a second car, and I got a Mini, and I, I do love it, and it is fun to drive, I, I was starting to feel that... I think most people, when you start looking at something, you're like, well, it's just a little bit more for an Audi or a little bit more for this. And then, of course, I was at the for at the Tesla shop yesterday, just because I walked by <laughs> in the mall. I, I understand. Listen, I understand the appeal, and I'm not saying I'm never going to own a car again. I don't own a car now, but also there's cars are very expensive and they're a depreciating thing. For sure. So I, I don't. Um, but if you're spending a lot of time in your car, or you're going to live in your car, or something like that, it's. I know it's just a personal thing, right? Oh, and know? I I'm with you. I will probably won't ever buy a new car or anything like that. Uh, never say never, but my guess is that I won't end up buying a new car. But I, it is I, I did feel that pull again. You know, you kind of get sucked into that world. And I was looking at cool cars, and um, you know, I felt that little boyhood wonder again, thinking, oh yeah, it would be sweet to have a fancy car. Um, so anyway. That's an interesting one. Any Well, I think, you know, just to wrap... Sorry, Trav. I think we should wrap this up because we are coming into the end of this. But I think if you're listening to this and you haven't thought about your your thought process around your purchases recently, this got me thinking about that, Trav, and wondering, okay, because we can get into real estate and all these other things and how we think about that. But I think at least the thing that this brings up for me is you know, are the purchases that you're making in line with your value, what you value the most. And here at the Location Indie Podcast, I would say that what we value the most is having personal freedom, having that freedom to travel and to do things and have experiences. Because like we finished, that's the number one thing for us is to be able to, that we value the most is, you know, experience times. And I'd say like experiences and time with loved ones is goes hands in hand, really. It's having experiences with people that you care about or even on your own or whatever. So you know, do the purchases that we are making fall in line with our core values or whatever those top one, two, or three core values are? Just a question to ponder today coming out of this show, I think. Uh, Trav, by the way, I'm glad we have a new name for our hip-hop band, Frugal by Nature. Um, it's good to see us hitting the road with that. And I think uh, this Eagle's number one finger that you sent me was a good uh, purchase by you. He sent me a foam finger to cheer on our favorite team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I also want to mention, um, uh, Trav, I'll have your budget next time you uh, finish the month and you don't spend your budget. Well, this if, month, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm $69 in this month with this I'll fat ta- replica, I'll take it. so I don't, might hit it this I don't month. Want, I don't want the fat replica, but I, I will take your budget if you don't want to use it. And um, last thing I want to mention is we have a new guide coming out to people that sign up for the Location Indie um, newsletter. It's a side hustle success guide that we created that helps you figure out how you can start a location independent business while you're working a regular job. How can you find the time and the resources to, to do it? And it's a simple methodology that we wanted to share with you and we put it into a guide. So that's coming soon. So if you haven't signed up yet, locationindie.com, you can sign up. You can learn more about our community as well. And Trav, I just want to share a quick success story from the community. Recently, Lance posted, he said, I want to share some exciting news. I've been granted leave without pay from my job at Colorado State University. And starting next June, I plan to travel for seven months. I can't believe this is actually going to happen. And he goes on to talk about maybe his rough itinerary. And he just finishes saying, I want to thank this community and my mastermind group. I don't think I would be taking this leap if not for my involvement here. So that's the kind of stuff happening in the location in the community that you're missing. So if you want some support, if you want to get around other people doing this, 
Go sign up and you can learn more. I remember when Lance first joined LI, he came he came on the call. We were doing a wow week, so going through orientation. And Lance, I think, was on every single call, or at least a lot of them. We got to, got to know him pretty well. And one of his things was, I have this job. I like it. You know, I'm in the education world. I'm a professor. At, at, you know, I live in a cool area. I, I enjoy it all, but I want to get out and travel more. I don't know if this is ever going to be feasible. Like, am I going to have to cut the cord, get out of the job completely? I don't really want to do that. I worked hard to get here. But I, I also don't want to just continue down this path forever, over, 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 over and over, year after year after year. Like, I, I'm going crazy. I got to go see more of the world. And um, it's so cool that maybe, I think it's maybe six to eight months later since he joined, that now he's been able to work it out with the school that he's able to take a leave without pay, come back to his job if he wants, get to travel. Um, so super exciting story because we got to watch it awesome. from beginning to now, not not end, from beginning to new beginning, and then watch it through the yeah. journey. So pretty cool. Congrats, Lance. It's amazing. And thank you to everyone who's in this mastermind group and everyone in LA who's been supporting him and helping him out because it was a team effort. Um, so congrats, Lance. Good job, guys. And hopefully we'll see some of you inside of Location Indy, the community, next time we open it up. Get on the newsletter in order to find that out, locationindy.com. Yeah. And when you want to treat yourself every once in a while, even if you're frugal, go ahead, have that frivolous purchase. We'll talk to you guys later. Frugal by nature. Frugal by nature.